Progressive presents Forced Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Blog Talk Radio. You know, something happens, I'm telling you, I say it all the time. In the Amen. In the presence of the Lord. 
is where we need to be. So as we begin to go before the Lord, as we begin to minister to God, as we begin to cry out to him concerning the things that we're going through, concerning the things that are are bothering us and just hindering us from moving forward in him, we go and cry out to God concerning our issues, concerning our day-to-day life, concerning what we're going through in the presence of God is where we cry out to him. In the presence of God is where we seek his face, and we don't turn away until we know that we've connected to God. When we begin to cry out to God in situations that we can't handle, situations where our emotions have overflowed, the cup is full and it's overflowing with emotions and tears and discouragement and distraction, and we're going before God with all this hurt, all this distraction, all the the misunderstandings, the whatever it is we're going through, we have to go into the presence of the Lord. So before we get into this, we're going to go ahead in prayer, trusting that God will begin to reveal himself to us. Father, right now we thank you, O oh God, for everything that you've done in our lives and for everything that you're going to do. Father, you've never left us, and we know that you will never leave us nor forsake us, O God. But, God, that you've answered every prayer that we've asked. It may not have been the answer we wanted, God, but you did answer us. So, Father, we come before you today, O God, seeking your face, crying out to you, O God, asking you, God, to please come and help us with this situation. Please, God, come because we can't bear it anymore, O God. So, God, we come crying out to you today, O God. We come today, God, lifting our hands to you on our knees, Lord, crying out to you from the inside of our belly, O God, Because it's more than we feel we can bear, oh God. So right now, God, we need you to come and rescue us. We need you, God, to come and be our comforter. To come, oh God, and dry our tears. Father, we need you today. For God, we know that you're here. We know today, God, that you're going to speak to us, oh God. We know, God, that our labor is not in vain, oh God. But yet, God, our emotions, God, has gotten the best of us, oh God, in this situation. God, the situation, God, that we're looking at, we need you right now, oh God. We need you like never before, oh God. Come, God. Come from heaven and hear our cry, O God. Come, O God, and listen to what we have to say. O Father, we thank you right now, O God, because we know that we're going to have an encouraging word from you today, God. We know that today, O God, you are going to speak to us in ways, O God, that we have not been able to hear because of the situation. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So today we we focus on the things that have really gotten to us in these last couple of days, the things that have discouraged us, distracted us, taken our focus away, the things that um, 
we're we're just crying out to God constantly for because we may have gotten a bad report, may have been given certain amount of years to live because there's nothing that can be done for us. It's so many things that we're we're going through that we don't tell people about because we don't want them to worry. We don't want them to stress. So we carry the burden ourselves. And when we carry that burden alone, we begin to get emotionally full. And then the cup runs over and we become this other person who is just emotionally distraught, emotionally drained, burdened, burned out. And we need God. And even at that point, we don't even know how to cry out to God because the burden has so been so heavy, because we burn ourselves out so long and the candle is burnt on both ends and there's nothing left we feel that can be done. So as we get to this place of burnout, as we get to this place of no return, that's when we turn to God and we let him know that I don't have anything left, God. I've prayed and I've cried out and I've and I and I've sang songs and I've worshiped and I've believed beyond believing God and I kept my faith, but yet God, I'm I don't have anything left. I'm tired. And that's all we can say to God is, I'm tired because I don't know what else to do. I'm tired because I'm reading the word every day. I'm tired because I'm worshiping every day and I'm trying to speak positive. And God, where where are you, God? Because I, I just can't seem to find you, God, where 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 are you? Can I feel you? Can I touch you? Can I see you? What what can I do to get this comfort that I need, God? And as we begin to cry out to God that we have nothing left and we pour our heart to him, that's when he can come in. Because you've exhausted all your options. Because you could hear him as long as you had options. You could worship as long as you thought there were yet options. But when the cry became so faint that even you couldn't hear it anymore, that's when God stepped in. And said, now I'm coming to rescue my people. Because now they cry from their heart and not from their options. They cry now from their heart. And that's what he's been waiting for. It's for everything to go away so that you can cry completely to him. And it comes from within when you cry out to God. It comes from a place that you didn't even know existed when you cry out to God. That's when you know you've connected with God is when you cry from that place that you didn't know was there. Because you've never had to reach that place before. You've reached a place of options before, but never a place where it was empty, 
a place where you looked in the room and there was nothing hanging on the wall. There was no sofa, no bed, no kitchen. It was just a blank room. And you said, what am I supposed to do with this? And he said, but I'll be the one to decorate it. Just trust in me. The Bible lets us know in Psalms 34 that the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. So whatever it is you're facing and you're saying, God, I'm tired. And you're saying, God, I don't understand the direction you want me to go. God, is this really you that's telling me to do this? Cry out from that place of no options. Cry out from that place that you didn't know was even there. And take your time crying out from that place. He said, I'll deliver you from all your troubles. We have a God who's waiting for us to cry out to him. We have a God who's waiting because he wants to deliver us from whatever it is we're going through. You can push through it with the help of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. You can make it through it. And as we look in um, when the Israelites were going through and the taskmaster was on them heavy because they were growing and, and the Egyptians said, wait a minute, they're getting larger than us, so we have to do something here. And they began to cry out to God. And they cried out to God by reason of the bondage that they were in in Exodus 2 and 23. They didn't just frivolously cry out to God. It wasn't an empty cry out to where there was no substance. But they cried out to God from their very soul. And you'll know when you're crying out from your soul because it, it'll it just generate that feeling of God's presence for you. They had no more options. The taskmaster was on them. The restrictions were tightened. Everything was, was serious. They had nowhere to go. And they had no one to talk to because everyone in their community was going through the same thing. So there was no one to complain to, no one to, to talk to and get encouragement from because everybody had the same song. So they cried out to God according to what they were going through, which means they asked them, do you see what we're going through? Do you see the day-to-day -day exercises that we have to do from our taskmaster? So when you cry out to God, make sure the cry is of substance. Make sure the cry is from your heart. Make sure the cry is felt from within you because it's going to be felt within God as well. Cry out to him according to what you're going through. Just begin to tell him what it is. Talk to him. And when that cry goes forth, the Bible says that he began to tell them in 24 that he heard their groaning. 
and he remembered the covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So now he lets us know that I've heard, but he still hasn't stepped in at this point, but he did hear it. And sometimes we wonder if God has heard because he hasn't stepped in, because we expect him to hear and move all in one place. But in this situation, he heard, but yet he had someone coming that would help solve the problem. So while we're looking for God to answer our cry in one way, he's working in another way. So we better make sure we don't miss that. So when you cry out to God, be ready for any answer, not just the one that you're looking for. So when they cried out to God according to their bondage, they didn't know how they were going to get an answer. Only thing they cared about was that they got an answer. And that's how we have to be today. Don't worry about how he's answering you, but worry about the fact that he heard it and he is answering. Because whatever he does will be for you. He will not answer against what you are trying to do as long as it's in his will. He will not answer you to harm you. But it may be an unexpected answer. So he said, I've heard their cry. And I remembered the covenant that I have with Abraham, Isaac, and with Jacob. So when God began to respond, he heard them first. He heard them, and then he remembered the covenant that he had. So he said, I got to go and answer this cry because I have a covenant with them, which he has with us today. And he looked upon them, and he had respect for them. So God has respect for what you're going through. No matter how bad it looks to you, no matter how tired you are of it, he has heard your cry. And you can continue to cry out until that manifestation comes. But he will reveal to you that he has heard your cry. And when he hears that cry, he's coming. Guaranteed he's coming. And sometimes we may groan because we don't have anything else to say. We may just lie in the bed or on the floor, sitting in the car, and just hold our head and just shake it. And and we don't have nothing else to say. Because we feel like we've said it all, and if we say too much negativity, it will make it worse, in which it will. So he can even hear the groaning in your spirit. It's not just the tears that he sees going down your face. But the first thing he connects to is your spiritual groaning. He hears the words and he sees the tears. But he's touched and have pity when he sees the spirit man is hurting. He's not a silent God, even though it seems as if he is, because we feel we've waited and waited and waited for him to answer us. But he's not forgotten us. He's not moved on to something else while we're still groaning. 
he really wants to help us. So then he begins to give Moses the information of what he needs to do because he's heard the cry of the people. And he's seen what the taskmaster has done. So just in case you thought that God doesn't see what's going on, this lets you know that he see it, he hear, and he know. So even though we explain to him what we're going through, he already know. And when we constantly begin to make our groaning and our crying out before him, he will come and answer us. So he began to set Moses up to go and help them and get them out of this situation. So he heard them. He heard them. So whatever it is we're going through, whatever it is you're crying out to God about today, and you're just sitting there wondering how, you're saying, God, when? I want you to know that he has heard your cry. And he said, the righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them, and he delivers them from all their troubles. So there's trouble in your life today. There's things going on that you don't understand. Jesus is in the building today because you have a covenant with him. You have a covenant with him. And that covenant is that he said, I will deliver you from all your troubles when you cry out to me. So today we don't have to go in fast motion. We don't have to be burned out. All we have to do is raise our hands to him and give it to Jesus. All we have to do today is begin to speak the word of God while we're crying out to him. And say, God, but your word says. God, but your word says. And you promised, God, that you would fulfill your word. And as the tears are coming down and you're quoting the scripture, Hold on, because help is coming. It's coming. And as we look at the news and we see continually layoffs is happening and continually things are going on, and we feel the pressure of that, that's not just something that's happening on the news. It's in our daily lives. But one thing we have to remember is that we have to go back to God. Not only if you want to say why, but how do I get out of this? God, what am I going to do? Do I have a, a business I need to start, a book that I need to write, a song that I need to sing in order for me to survive where I'm at right now? But it's time that we reinvent ourselves. It's time that we ask God to renew us. What is it that we can do to offset what's going on? It's not over. Even though it feels like it's over, it's not over. Hold on while you're crying out to God. 
Hold on while the tears are flowing down. Hold on while you don't see any way out because even the children of Israel didn't see a way out. The taskmaster was so harsh to them. And everywhere they looked, all they could see was the compound from which they lived in. They wanted to believe that God would deliver. And they held on to what they couldn't see. They didn't know God was preparing someone to come. The only thing they knew is we got to get out of this, God, because you promised a covenant. And they continue to cry out to God with that promise. You have a promise today. The blood of Jesus is your promise. The word of God is your promise. Hold on to what you know is true. And he will deliver you from all your troubles. Just come to the throne of God. Get into the presence of God. Not trying to find the quick fix. Not trying to find an easy way. But when we've turned away from God for so long because we depended on a certain system. We depended on a certain option. And now all of that is gone. And now we have to go back to our creator. And say, what now? How? When? Where? And he wants us to come back to him. Because he will allow us to exhaust all of our options. So whatever it is that's facing you right now, and it looks like a brick wall. It looks like it's not going to move no matter how many scriptures you quote, no matter how many praise songs you sing. This one looks like it's not going anywhere. (laughs) But the God that we serve can do the impossible. But you have to see the impossible being done. You have to see God moving that thing. Because if you don't see it, how can it happen? And when I say see it, I mean in the spirit realm, begin to imagine it going away. Begin to imagine it moving and thanking God that it's moving. Even in the midst of your tears, in the midst of your pain, your emotional burden, your burnout, your your overflowing of emotion, hold on to the vision. Hold on to the dreams. Because everything else may be crashing, God is faithful with what he's told you. Because you may say, well, God, I don't see how it's going to happen. But then you have to complete that by saying, but I know you're able. Because if you say, I don't see how it's going to happen, and I don't know, and you keep continue like that, then it will mess up. Watch what you Life and death is in that tongue So when you begin to cry out to God Within the compounds of what you're looking at When you begin to cry out to God And you don't see beyond your walls How it's going to work Turn to the walls of Jesus Close your eyes and see what he sees Ask him to show you what he sees Ask him to show you 
what's next. He loves to show it to you. He loves to give you comfort in knowing that he's got you. Where do we go from here? We're crying out, we're crying out, we're crying out. But just as he was preparing Moses, he's preparing for you. And I'm quite sure some of us, he's actually shown us that there's a way that's coming. But because we're looking at this wall and it looks like it's getting closer to us, we're saying, God, but you have to hurry up because the wall is coming and you're taking too long. But God is in control of that wall that looks like it's coming, just like he's, he's in control of the answer. So God can stop that wall. But it's what you see and what you believe that makes the difference. Cry out to him. Tell him your concerns. Tell him. The Bible lets us know in Genesis 25, Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was barren. The Lord answered his prayer and his wife, Rebecca, became pregnant. Cry out to God. On behalf of someone else or for yourself. If you see that your family members or your children are going through, cry out to God for them, even while you're crying out to God for yourself. But he says, I, I, I answered his prayer. God is answering prayers today. Don't let it be said that he is not answering prayers. The Bible lets us know in Exodus 3, the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of that land in a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Now, God saw their affliction. He knew why they were going through what they were going through. But because they continually cried out to him, he said, I've seen it, and I'm having pity on them because of it. I've seen what they're doing to my people. So as we begin to look around and we see that sickness is on a rampage, sickness and disease, we see that the famine and poverty is, is growing, it's increasing as the layoffs and the job losses come. And we're asking God, what do we do without education or without funds or without whatever it is that will help us to increase in life? And God is letting us know through his word that I've heard, I've seen, and I'm coming. And they continue to cry out, not knowing he was coming. They just continued to cry out to him, but he was preparing a way for them to get out. And then he said, I'm taking them to a place flowing with milk and honey. So even in the process of the dryness that's going on around you, he's preparing a place of milk and honey, of comfort, of peace. But you have to believe that it's coming. 
Because if you don't believe it, you're hindering your own from coming. So once we begin to cry out to God and we're crying and we're not understanding what's going on and, and everything, it looks like it's falling apart, cry out some more until you get it from the depths of your soul. Cry out until you just can't cry anymore and then cry and cry and cry out. Now when I say cry out, I don't mean the tears. I mean the groaning from your very belly of God, where are you? The groaning from your belly that says, God, you said you would deliver me and all from all my troubles. That's the cry out. That cry out that says to God, I trust you. I believe you. But yet it still hurts, God. But yet I'm still affected, God. That cry out. That cry out that has no more options. That cry out that says the pain is too much. That's the cry out. That's the one you're looking for. And when you cry out from that place, you're going to find God. That's the place we cry out from. The tears are like the first level. The emotional overflow is another level. But when you get to that level where there's nothing left, nothing, and everybody around you has given up on you because you've been in it too long, they think. When everybody around you just looks at you, avoids your call or whatever, the conversation with you, that's when you cry out from your belly, from your spirit man, because now you need God because he's the only one left that's going to listen to you. He's the only one left. And that's when he can say, I've heard the cry out of my people, and I'm coming to rescue them. So what is it today that we're crying out to God for? That we're saying to God, no more. Please, God, no more. The taskmaster is too much, God. Please, no more. Let me take a break. Give me, give me a little air. Let me, let me catch my breath, God, because it's coming, it's coming back to back on me, God. It's just coming and it's, it's like bricks is just falling on me and it's gonna bury me, God. So stop, stop, stop. Are you at that place yet? Or right now you're still at the crying stage where it's just, I'm, I'm going to hold on. I, and you're there with your faith. But for those who feel like the bricks are burying them, the rocks are falling, cry out from that belly place. Cry out and say, God. I need you. God, I don't know how much more I can take. And you're not crying out complaining, but you're crying out because you feel like that's I don't have 
anything left. And then you you begin to trust God in a place that you've never trusted him before because there's no other place to trust him now. There's no one else to to use to trust God. Usually he would take somebody and come and, oh, they bless you and, oh, God, you've answered me. But even that's gone. Or you could call somebody for an encouraging word. That's gone. Or somebody would just surprisingly stop by and see how you were doing, and that's gone. It's gone. And now you're sitting there looking at the walls all alone. You're sitting there. You're sitting there. And you're feeling all alone. And you're saying to yourself, I've never been in this place before. A place where everyone is going through the same thing. A place where everyone has the same story. Now what do you do? That's when you turn and you look to God and you cry out to him from that place because now there's nowhere else to go. So now you cry out and you say, God, help me. Lord, help me. I need your help, God. Help me. And at this place, that's all you have is, God, help me. Help me, God. And you lie down on your bed and you say, God, but you promised. You promised me, God. You promised. Where are you? And in that place, he comes, and his Holy Spirit will come and bring peace like you've never known it before, even in the midst of all that's going on, even in the midst. And he will bring that peace to you. And then you'll go back the next day. Situation's still the same. But now you know that peace has come. Now you know that there is a God that cares about what you're going through. And now your faith begins to well up and you can say, God, I trust you. I need your help, God, but yet I trust you. So being alone is not a bad thing. Because now you can look to God for your help. Looking to the hills from whence cometh your help. Because your help has got to come from God. So if you've depended on the world system, if you've depended on things tangible, and now those things are gone, it's time to trust in the supernatural. It's time to trust 
in the spirit realm. Where you can't touch it physically, but your spirit man can connect to it. And it gives you the same joy as if you've touched it. Because it's by faith that we're going to make it in this year. It's by faith that we're going to last in this year. Because God is purging us for his coming. God is getting us ready for him, his return. So now will we be five wise or will we be five foolish who still think that I need to trust in the tangible? Or will we be those who have prepared ourselves in the spirit realm that whatever come, I'm going to trust God? That whatever comes, no matter what, I believe God. Which one will you be in this time? We all say that we're living in the end time. We're living in the day of the Lord. But spiritually, are you ready for that day? Spiritually, are you ready for that day? Or are you still Trying to understand both I want the tangible more And I'll learn the spiritual But we're in a time in our lives Where we need God more Than we've ever needed him before Because as things begin to crumble We need to be able to look to our God And know he's going to answer us We need to be able to look to our God and know that our faith has grown and excelled to the point where we can trust him, even when we don't see anything happening. Where are we in our crying out to God? Because we need to hurry up and get in the spirit realm. Because as the days progress in this year, God is purging us for his coming. We can't live the relaxed life as the day of old. But now it's about getting to know the God that you serve. We don't pay for blessings or healings, but we seek God for them, and we stand on his word for them. Because it didn't work when we did it. Because God wasn't in it. Seek the presence of God and cry out to him when you feel like you've exhausted all your means. But we need him more than ever right now. We need to seek his face more than ever. We need to read the word of God every single day. We need to learn him every single day. God, what did you do when this happened? 
God, I'm in this situation. Let me find in the word what did you do to help them get out because I know that will encourage me that you're going to help me to get out. The advice that you used to be able to get is gone because everybody has their own they're dealing with. Now you encourage yourself. Now you sing praises to God alone because everybody has the same question. God, why? And when everybody's looking for an answer from why, but nobody's seeking the one who has the answer, the answer can't come. Because nobody's reading the word to get the answer. Because the answer is in the word of God. The encouragement is in the word of God. Crying out to God from our belly, from our very soul, from our spirit man. Looking at walls that are empty. Looking at a life that's exhausted. What do we do? How do we get out of this, God? That's what the children of Israel were saying. The taskmaster is too much. How are we getting out? What are we going to do? So they turned and they cried out to God. That was the only thing they could do. Negotiations weren't going to work. Telling on each other wasn't going to work because you still were going to be in the same compound that the person you told on. So that wasn't going to solve any problems for you. So now what do you do? What do you do? You turn your face to the wall and you cry out. And you groan to the to the God that you serve until you get your answer, until the way that he has prepared manifests. He's a God that loves us. He's a God that cares. Never leave us nor forsake us. He has someone there to help us. He has an answer. The righteous cry out. And the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. So let us begin to pray right now. Let us cry out to God. Let us believe God for the impossible. That those things are falling apart around us. Things are coming together through God. Those things look like they're not going to work. They've already worked with God. Because faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So as we read the word of God, let it get in our system, then we're encouraged by the word of God. Now faith can begin to increase. Is there anything too hard for God? Is there? Is there anything too hard for God? And when we think back over our lives and we ask that question, we should have a good answer. Because he's brought us out of so many things that we thought were hard, that we thought were impossible. But we've got to be able to believe and know 
that there's nothing too hard for God. Whatever you're going through, it's not too hard for God. So let us begin to pray and cry out to God right now. He's the God of our salvation. He's the God that knows us and know what we need. Father, we thank you right now, O oh God. We give you all the praise and all the glory, O oh God. We magnify your name today, O oh God. Lord, we lift you up, O oh God. Yahweh, come and hear us. Yahweh, we need you. Help us right now, O oh God. Lord, help us right now. Oh God, as we can't see our way out right now, help us, oh God. We don't understand why, oh God, but help us right now. Oh Jesus, we need you. Lord, without our faith, is it impossible to please you, oh God? So, God, today we increase our faith through your word, O oh God. Deliver us, O oh God, from all our fears and our troubles, O oh God. As right now they look big to us, God. They look like mountains, God. They look like bricks, O oh God. They look like they're impossible, God. But we know, God, all things are possible. But, God, we need you to help our unbelief, O oh God. We believe, God. But, God, there's a little bit of unbelief that we need you to help us with. Lord, encamp your angels around about us right now, O oh God. Send us a word right now, O oh God, to encourage our hearts, God. Lord, send the Holy Spirit that he may bring peace to us and comfort us in this time of despair, O oh God. As we cry out to you, O oh God. Save us right now from our troubles, God. Save us, O oh God, from our own thoughts and our own fears, O oh God. That, God, some of the things we're going through, O oh God, is from generational curses, O oh God. We didn't even know it was in our bloodline, God. But, O oh God, right now we rebuke the devil, God, and we will not take on generational curses, O oh God, but that we rebuke the devil of the generations, God. That whatever happened then, O oh God, we are redeemed from the curse by the blood of Jesus. So, God, right now we will not accept generational curses, God. They have to go, O oh God. So whatever the doctor is saying, God, we believe your word, Lord. We stand on your word today, O oh God, because you're faithful. And because you will strengthen us and protect us, O oh God, from the devil. Lord, we thank you right now, O oh God. Though we feel oppressed, O oh God, we know you will deliver us from everything, God. Right now, O oh God, we cast out every stronghold that has come into our lives, O oh God, to bind us up, O oh God. We ask that you forgive us, God, for anything we've allowed to allow these strongholds to come, O oh God, but yet we will fight these strongholds to get out of our life, O oh God, because we want freedom in you today, O oh God. We want freedom through your word. 
So, God, we seek your face today, God. We seek your guidance. We seek your presence today, oh, God. Instruct us, oh, God, in what you would want us to do. Teach us your ways, oh, God, through your word. Oh, God, we cry out to you, oh, God. We trust you today, God. We trust you with all our heart. We trust you, oh, God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we need you today, God. We need you today, oh God. We need you today, God. For every negative thought that's coming into our minds, God, we shut it down right now, oh God. We shut it down. We're not going to entertain those thoughts, God. Help us right now, O oh God, as we proclaim your word has done it in our lives, O oh God. Help us right now, O oh God, as we proclaim through our testimony that it is finished, it is done, it is over. As we seek your face, O oh God, may the power of the Holy Spirit come upon us right now. As we seek your face, O oh God, may your word bring us revelation, God. As we seek you right now, O oh God. May we be renewed by our spirit, by your spirit, O oh God. Come, Holy Spirit, into this place. Come, Holy Spirit, into this place right now. As we feel your presence, God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We feel your presence right now, O oh God. Your spirit is among us right now, God. Your spirit is here with us, O oh God, as we cry in tears and pain. God, as we cry with lack and poverty on us, oh God, Lord, we rebuke it now in the name of Jesus, and we say to those spirits, go. And we welcome you, oh God, to come and fill those places. Come, Lord, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come. We welcome you, we welcome you, we welcome you, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Hallelujah, Jesus. We welcome you. We welcome you. We welcome you. Hallelujah. The presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord. <laughs> Lord, we need you. Lord, we need you. We need you. We need you. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. May your peace come right now, oh God. May your peace come right now, oh God. Lord, we thank you. We give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor, oh God. We're in your presence right now, oh God. We're in your presence. We're in your presence, God. We're in your presence, oh God. Yielding ourselves to you, God. Yielding the situation over to you, oh God. Speak to us, oh God. We need a word from you, God. We need a word. Speak, God. Speak to us. Give us revelation, oh God. As we cry out, God. Just as you answered the children of Israel, O oh God, answer us. 
just as you made a way for them, O oh God, make a way for us. We trust you, O oh God. We love you, God. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name. Thank you. 